1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. 155 years ago, on March 30th of 1867, Russia handed the vast territory of Alaska over to the United States for the bargain price of $7.2 million, or about two cents per acre. Uncle Sam clearly got the better end of that deal. Uh, Fifty years after the sale, an Alaskan gold rush generated more than a billion dollars in new wealth for the United States. Also lucrative were the land's abundance of timber, salmon, and petroleum. Plus, Alaska became a real strategic asset for the United States military once the Cold War arrived. So why did the Russians part with the region? And why didn't they sell it to Canada, which actually borders Alaska? To answer these questions, we have to look back to the 19th century, when a proto-Cold War emerged. Historians call it the Great Game. From 1829 to 1907, the empires of Russia and Great Britain shared a mutual hostility. Each wanted to expand its influence in Central Asia, as well as across the Pacific Ocean. Thus, a rivalry was born. The animosity sparked or intensified several military conflicts, most notably the Crimean War of 1853 to 1856, which pitted Russia against the Allied forces of Britain, France, Sardinia, and the Ottoman Empire. Ultimately, Russia was defeated. By some estimates, they suffered 800,000 casualties or more. Although this war was restricted to Eurasia, it had major ramifications across the Pacific. Among other things, it called into question the future of Alaska. Following decades of exploration, Russia had claimed Alaska back in 1741. It then founded its first North American settlement there on August 3rd of 1784. This was established by one of several fur trading organizations that operated in the area, ostensibly on the empire's behalf. In 1799, Tsar Paul I merged several of these into the Russian-American Company. A powerful conglomerate, the Russian-American Company was given a trade monopoly on Alaskan resources. It was also tasked with creating new settlements and expanding Russia's presence in the Americas. To this end, the company manager had his men venture all the way down to what's now Northern California, where they set up an outpost called Fort Ross on February 2nd of 1812. The Russian-American company's grand vision was for this establishment to serve as an agricultural hub, one whose crops would sustain its own settlers and those up in Alaska. With their food supply guaranteed, the colonists in both locations would have an easier time harvesting what was then the Pacific's most profitable commodity, sea otter pelts. Several times more valuable than the coveted beaver and fur seal pelts, these were the lifeblood of the Russian-American economy. Unfortunately, Fort Ross's farming output was grossly inadequate, and to make matters worse, the Russian fur trappers overhunted those sea otters so badly that the animals nearly vanished from the North Pacific. The Russians therefore gave up on Fort Ross, which was sold to an American frontiersman in 1844. Then along came the Crimean War, in which Alaska threatened to become a liability. Had the British decided to invade this territory, Russia's overextended military would have struggled to protect it. No such attack ever came, as the British chose to stay out of Alaska during the war. Still, many in the Tsar's government now questioned the wisdom of clinging to a remote, sparsely populated colony whose main source of revenue was disappearing especially because whaling ships from Britain and the United States often infringed on Russian-American company-controlled waters, further complicating the entire situation. So, after the Crimean War in the late 1850s, Russia started entertaining the idea of a sale. Under different circumstances, the province of Canada might have looked like an ideal buyer thanks to the 1,500-mile or about 2,500-kilometer border it shared with Alaska. But Canada was not yet self governing and still resided under the United Kingdom's firm control. As such, handing Alaska off to Canada would have given Britain an extra chess piece in the great game. But fortunately for Russia, a better candidate presented itself during the Crimean War that found a surprising ally. American newspapers were overwhelmingly supportive of the Russian cause and the states gave the Tsar's troops weapons and other supplies, even though the U.S. government was officially neutral. Both superpowers saw British imperialism as a threat. Recognizing this, Russia allowed its foreign minister to the U.S. to approach American leaders with an offer to sell Alaska in 1854. The deal fell through, and the topic wasn't seriously discussed again until after the American Civil War. The Secretary of State under Presidents Abraham Lincoln and Andrew Johnson was one William Seward, a talented diplomat who'd been preaching Alaska's merits for years. In 1867, he and Russia's foreign minister to the U.S. struck a deal that would see the U.S. take possession of the territory in exchange for $7.2 million, which is worth over $138 million today. And that's how, on October 18th of 1867, Alaska formally became an American territory. Since 1911, residents of The Last Frontier have been celebrating that anniversary as a major holiday called Alaska Day. Today's episode is based on the article, Why Didn't Russia Sell Alaska to Canada, on HouseToForks.com, written by Mark Mancini. And BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HouseToForks.com, and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original Boxer Briefs for Women – creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com.
1: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
0: I thought in that moment